Friends. Friends whom I love. You know what this is. This is Awakened Tarot from the Instagram and the podcast and the podcast and the Instagram. You get it. We're all here together. Uh, my guest today is somebody that I have been so fucking excited to have on this podcast. What? Yes. So this is Casey Lane. Um, this is somebody who very literally helps me breathe better because I have been to her twice for crystal healing sessions. Uh, Casey is somebody who, as many of you know from my Instagram, I'm really into crystals. And Casey is somebody who I really relate to on that because she has actual friendships and relationships with these with these beautiful stones she brings home. And she she's like, I do have those. Like, oh, my friends at home my just friends, waiting for me. The rocks. Casey's like, I am that one scene from Frozen where all of my rocks turn into trolls. I have not uh, seen Frozen, but maybe just believe now me. I'm a little more convinced. We'll find that it. scene later. But I mean, I just have so much respect for you and you're so fucking funny. So I was just like, okay. This is going to be a really good episode. And um, you're actually, I met you through Laura, who was mm-hmm. on earlier in the podcast. And we've hung out, like, do you know that we've only hung out, like, five or six times? That seems crazy. Doesn't that nuts? Because like, I feel like we are friends. I mean, friends. I just <laughs> told you some things, even just tonight before we started doing this, that I don't tell people, usually, like, at all. So, Well, there we go. So We're anyway, level. we are on that level. I would like you to introduce yourself now and tell everybody just how fucking amazing you are. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go that far with it, but my name is Casey Lane. I am a, I mean, I guess I'm I'm supposed to say, like, I am this, but, like, I guess, I don't know. No, you are. I always always actually hear you doing this with people, and I'm (laughs) always like, what would I say? Like, is it about, like, what I do for a living? Because I'm a publicist. But that's also not why I'm here. Okay. (laughs) Well, like, okay, so. It's that complicated question, like, what do you do? You are an amazing crystal healer, and you also are an amazing singer, an artist, you I do, do so music. many things. I, that, I think that's kind of part of the problem, is really what it's coming <laughs> down to. I'm doing a lot. Um, I do work as a publicist. I also moved here and uh, do frequently music and songwriting <laughs> and all of that fun stuff. And I also now, as of about a year ago, doing energy work. Yes. And your it's energy work, from personal experience, has... Uh, People in the listening to this podcast that aren't in my personal life probably don't know that I have something called pectus excavatum, and so my sternum is collapsed, mm-hmm. so I only breathe like 50% of my lung capacity. I am very prone to asthma and bronchitis, and every time I go to you, it's because I can't breathe, <laughs> and my anxiety makes the situation worse, and every time I go, you actually reteach me to breathe normally. Through well, like good. yeah, so like also apparently I've given you trouble with my third <laughs> fucking eye, but like every time I've seen you, like I breathe so much fucking better. Oh, so good. from personal experience, if you are near Nashville, go see Casey. Ooh, good. Yeah, you got to come back soon though. Yeah, it's I truly have to. It has been a minute. I've actually gotta, been thinking that because breathing. all my friends are going to see you, so I need to now come back and see you. Yeah, make sure that you're not lying to them. 
I'm not. <laughs> Make sure it's, li- it's for real. No, I I have heard even like secondhand from from one of the people I sent to you that they loved you and they're gonna go back. So that's very cool. And just because we are doing this podcast that's in the same realm, it's very interesting because I never have thought of myself as being a very intuitive person. I don't think of myself as a healer. I what? Are you kidding? It's like I don't think in those terms. I think it's more of like I'm a mirror. Like I'm just telling you what I see. Not in like there just like the, no ego attached. You know what I mean? And we'll attach some fucking <laughs> ego case. <laughs> but it's really it's been really cool and not in like oh, I'm a skeptic way, but I've had these very truly real experiences doing this stuff that it I can't you can't deny it and it's not I don't think it's like some special power I have or anything like that I think it really is just like being receptive and it's also it depends on the people too it's like it's Mm -hmm. more of an experience when people are open to it and ready for that so what I will say in defense of yourself is (laughs) is that yes I do feel like you are receptive and you've tapped into this this wavelength that a lot of us can tap into. But I also think that the way that you are as a human is that you are very, you look at people as not their symptoms. You look at people as like almost like the spirit of them. Mm. And you are very confident in that when you are going to talk to people or when you're working with them, you're very confident in that you are so in tune with what you're doing and yourself that of course you can be in tune when you're healing people and that's actually how I read with tarot like when you Mm -hmm. as a reader yourself are reading for other people you are reading for other people in the way that you read for yourself so I can understand where that like I don't know if it's about me tapping into other or being but it is you being intuitive it's that you are so in tune with your own body and how you are in nature and crystals and these things that you work with that when people come to you for help it's that same thing. You just yeah. don't even recognize it. You're so intuitive with it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Well, I do. I don't do a ton of tarot. I often will. What you have to draw. leave. <laughs> I will often offer for clients to draw a card if they want to. I don't do the I layouts. Didn't get they confuse that. me. I don't know. You did well, not offer to draw one <laughs> card for me when I came to you. I mean, that's because I was like, why would I? I'm not the reader. Like you're the. Uh, uh, you're gonna have to draw a card we'll, for me. We'll do it next time. We'll do it next time. <laughs> but I, I will do that sometimes. But I'm literally like, they'll draw a card, and I'm like, all right, well, here's the booklet, and I will read what it says. And does that resonate? Like, I do not like even take the time to to try to be really intuitive about it or for other people. You know, and, but and, I yeah. bet when you do for yourself, when, when I do you for myself, yourself, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do take a little more time just because I feel like I don't have to speak right away. <laughs> People well, are staring at you. It's like... Hey. It, there is that like weird pressure. <laughs> like I've read Tarot Live before on stage and like I, who do this all the time, was even like, tap, tap, tap. <laughs> could someone go sing could a you, song over there could and you tap just close your eyes for like 15 minutes while I think about this? But, you know, it, but it is like that. It's like that every time I do a reading, it's that same like weird, oh shit, like this person expects me to be able to, like, tell them what's going on. Right. But it's the same, you know, but, like, I managed to do that because tarot is this innately ability, like, it's this innate ability to talk about humanity. And when you trust in that and you trust in yourself, you mm-hmm. do it. And it's the same with you with what you do with crystal healing because it is healing. Well, it is true. And I 
we'll have that moment before we start a session where I'm like, I hope I find something that I can talk to them about. I hope I feel something that I can talk to them about. And I always do. But I bet you don't think that when you go to a bar. Like, oh, God, I hope I think of something to talk to people about. Like, no, it's so natural. Because I do end up every time something happens, some type of situation, whether it's a crystal falling off onto the floor like it did with you, or... Like, I get some really interesting energy from a place that I didn't know they were already injured, and I bring it up. And it's so there's there's really cool stuff that ends up happening just if I just trust myself and yeah. say if there's something nagging, I'm like, oh, I should say something about this. Yes, and, yes, yes. And then I end up saying it, and they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I've mm-hmm. had that, whatever. And that's like, that is intuition. And I don't think we give enough credit to that. I think that when we do have those nagging things, I I tell people when I'm teaching tarot, like when you are learning tarot and you get that little like specific thing, don't push it down because as healers or as tarot readers, we're so like, our accuracy is so tied to our ego so Mm -hmm. often and we're afraid of being wrong. Mm -hmm. But we shouldn't be afraid of that. Like if something pops into our head, it popped into our head for a reason. So I'm not saying like, oh, if you think somebody's name is John, you should be like, oh, you know that man named John in your life. But I am saying like, when you get that idea in your head of, okay, this person has something going on in regards to, this is so random, but like not liking doctors and saying, why don't you like doctors? Like that is (laughs) something that is fair to say. Yeah. And if you push it down, you're ignoring your intuition. And the more that you are comfortable saying things and being okay with the small chance that you're wrong Mm -hmm. like the less tied you are to your ego of accuracy the better you are in regards to kind of flowing in that intuition yeah well and it's not even always wrong it's like maybe in the moment they're not like oh yeah for sure like I had someone just message me recently who was like, by the way, I know six months ago you said something about my knee, my right knee, and I told you, like, oh, I've never had any issues with it. Well, I fell recently and went to the doctor, and they ended up doing an x-ray on my right knee, and I had this, like, bone situation, and I was like, whoa. And she messaged me to, like, just kind of let me know, I guess, like, you were right, even Mm -hmm. though at the time I thought it was wrong. Anyway, so there is stuff like that that definitely happens. I actually went on another podcast where I did a reading, and I got off the reading, and I was like, I didn't help this person at all. They were not, Mm. like, there. I felt terrible about it. And then later on, and they didn't even post the episode for the longest time, and I was like, oh, no, like, I did not do a good job. And then months later, they posted the episode, and they were like, I didn't really listen to this when I got the reading, but then later on, like, I kept pulling this card, and now the reading resonates, and I was just like, oh, thank fucking God, because (laughs) I felt terrible for months about this reading that, Mm -hmm. like, felt so not helpful, and and it felt, like, so much like I wasn't zoned in, and then to find out later that it was was such an affirmation to me in the time that I needed affirmation that I'm not a fraud. Posting this podcast. <laughs> speaking We're of that, frauds. speaking of frauds, do you want, do you want to pull a card? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, let's see what we get here. This is always so fun because then I end up like sinking into this energy for the next week. I know we've had some intense conversations to tonight. We have, but I'm like maybe somehow that will be. Oh, absolutely. Are you prepared for that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. If I'm prepared to talk publicly about all that? No. Well, we're just like talking metaphor about it. Okay, cool. Okay. We are talking tonight about the Page of Swords. Ah, 
Okay, We've not talked okay. about a page yet. Do you want to find it in your deck so we can compare imagery? Casey, well, yes, but it's also not going to be a page, right? Like, No, it'll be a princess, but that's fine because this is also the first instance that we've come up on where we are using different names. So while Casey is finding the card, I will talk about common names for pages. There is, in the Smith Rider Wait, the page... Of, did you just fucking find it? Yeah. Well, fine. Um, so often it'll go by Page of Swords or Daughter of Swords, or as in the case of Casey's deck, it's... A princess. It's a princess of swords. <laughs> it's uh, a very girly deck, if I can say that. It is. It's a very beautiful deck. It's very you. It's very... Um, it's aura-colored. So think about all of the different mixtures of what you would see in an aura photograph, and these are the colors in this card. They look like little aura photographs, Photographs, which, for someone that works with crystal healing, makes so much sense. Casey, can yes. you tell people what deck you're working with? Um, this is just Mystic Mondays. My sister mm-hmm. gave it to me. I don't even remember what for, but... It's so beautiful that I was like, okay, yeah, obviously I'm going to be using this. No offense to the Rider. Are you Wait. are you making fun of the Rider Weight deck? Are you no? And I it got sucks? the first deck Crazy. I got from Laura actually <laughs> last year for my birthday. I haven't even had a deck for a year. Um, she gave it to me, and I a lot of the imagery was a little alarmist, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I it saw is. it, and it was like I felt like a little darkness. These are like so millennial and pretty and positive. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, everything's good. Even like the reverse. It's like, well, this, but this. See, and this is something that I've talked about, and I think I've talked about it at the podcast too. But like Pamela Coleman Smith, the genius of her is that she made a lot of these images to resonate with the most evocative emotion. And sometimes the most evocative emotion you can like people nail falling to something out of a is people literally falling out of a building. <laughs> but it's not necessarily in that way. One of the most positive cards I can pull for myself is the tower, and that's the card you're talking about. Right, right, right. But um, the Page of Swords, um, I want to just tap on this before I forget it really quick. Yeah, I won't go. F- the- I was going to find the, <laughs> the tower. We'll talk about it later, because I'm like, it's really pretty. It is really the pretty. The tower in here. This deck. I actually have seen. So the Page of Swords, and again, I don't teach tarot with gender, but the Page of Swords, the reason that it's very often referred to as the Daughter of Swords or the Princess of Swords is that they relate it to a more um, traditionally feminine energy, which is if you listen to the podcast and you've listened to all the episodes, you know I don't teach tarot in regards to feminine versus masculine. I teach it in cyclic versus stable, not to say that one is feminine or one is male, but to say that in nature we have cyclic energies and stable energies and pages are more of a cyclic type of energy. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? Um, well, thoughts on that or just thoughts on... You know what? Thoughts in general. Thoughts in general. I think that we have actually con- some consistency we with do. these two cards, so, which I'm actually pleasantly surprised at. This is fun. It's very air. It is very air. You're right. You're so right, because swords are air. Yeah. And also, I will just say this right now, um, in the Smith Rider Wait, this is a person standing in a blue scow... scow. Blue scow. Blue sky with clouds. Jesus Christ. Scout. And they're holding a sword. Oh, yeah. I forgot that you make up words. <laughs> I make up fucking words. I've learned this from listening to your podcast. You have, but also you, you've you hung out with me, you know, in the six times we've hung out, enough to know that, like, I will just say whatever I fucking want to. Casey's card is blue and purple, and it is a person. And what I love about your deck is that this person is very androgynous, mm-hmm. um, which I think is wonderful. And they're also holding a um, what looks like a samurai sword. <laughs> <laughs> That's bent. It's a little bent. It's a little bent. 
um, but it has light coming from it. So mm-hmm. I get definitely a very positive vibe from mine and also yours. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that, like, five-sixth of the card is literally sky. sky. Scow? Um, scow. Excuse you. Scow. Call it scow. The word that I've dimed for it. Yeah, I feel like that is even more um, air-y. You're absolutely correct. Why? So, the suit of swords is... So, um, yeah, I've kind of tried to, like, uh, memorize, like... Your sword goes through the air. That's why. Yes, I you're right. Like, um, okay, so it's an air yes. thing. Communication. Yes, and uh, what? I don't know. What, <laughs> what, what, like, Communication what and brain chemistry. So okay. the suit of swords is anything from. I would say that if I was explaining it to you, Crystal Keeler, that you were dealing with. Um, I would say third eye through throat. Yeah, chakra cool. type things. Um, I actually um, thought about this. As Did you? While listening to your podcast, ah! that for me personally, it would help to associate things with chakras because I'm very much more well-versed in those. Do you want me to break that down for you real quick? Um, yes. Okay. Please do. So I would say pentacles is your root through your solar plexus. Okay, earth. Yes, mm-hmm. makes sense. I would say that wands is, um, I would say some solar plexus through heart. Okay. I would say swords is between your throat and your third eye. And that cups is, thir- I would say it's between heart, third eye, and crown. I love that. Do you? Yeah, I wish I was writing this down, but I'll write it down. Dave, get listen. your tweezers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I actually know that reference. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was so mad. He's like, yes, I'm writing this down. You're like, that's not a pen. I didn't realize, so I truly didn't. Like, I, sometimes I wonder if people. That's a fucking dog that's bone. Rue's dog bone. Um, sometimes I think that people may think that like I'm like amping things up just for like the entertainment, but I literally most of the time have no idea what's happening outside of who I'm looking at. And the fact that my goddamn husband was riding in tweezers is just I'm still very <laughs> upset about it. Um but yeah, so it's a trust thing. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> but yeah, so the page of swords the suit of swords, I will say, is communication in brain chemistry. It encompasses how you communicate your thoughts, how you communicate how your feelings make you think. It's how you communicate the things that make you nervous or what makes you happy. It's kind of like, it's kind of the backbone of emotion is the suit of swords. Mm, okay. Um, which is really important because, as we've discussed even earlier, emotions come up a lot of the time as kind of walls. But our the swords mentality is kind of the backbone of those emotions and helps us kind of filter through what part of the emotion is important and what part of the emotion is just a triggered response. Yeah. So swords helps us kind of create that filter and be better at communicating that to other people. Cool. Is there a thing with pages slash princesses that you could share about, <laughs> yes. like, what... That significance is because yes. I feel like that. Wait, knights is before. No, it would be typically it's pages, princesses, or daughters before knights, princes, okay. sons. So this is the first of like the like. This is the first of the court cards of the mastery. Yes. So you spend okay. the ace through the ten exploring the suit and mastering it, going through each phase. And then when you get to the court cards, I would say that there isn't a hierarchy between page, knight 
queen and king. Oh, There's really? not one that's better. No, it's all different forms of mastery. So in the page, and I've not actually been able to talk about this yet, so I'm very excited. Oh my gosh, please do. So pages... So court cards and suits are double-elemented. So when you pull a court card, you're dealing with two elements, whereas typically you're only dealing with one. So in the suit of swords, obviously in the page of swords, you're dealing with air, but you're also dealing with page in their element, which is earth. So mm, in yeah, the page of swords, of yes. <laughs> so in the page of swords, we are dealing with earth and we are dealing with air. So when you think about air and earth-based natural events, what do you think? What touches down sometimes Tornado? includes shor- sharks. <laughs> yes, tornadoes. So, okay, sharknado, yeah, sharknado. There are sharks. <laughs> there are there's air and there's earth. Um, so, in the page of swords, we are dealing with, and I will say this too, really quick. In the ace of each suit, we are being given by source something. This gift right? That we then spend the next nine cards exploring and learning. In the page, we reach a point where we are now able to take that gift and enter a state of mastery with it. So that is the first time that we take something that Source has given us and go, okay, I'm ready for this now. I've learned all about it and now I'm going to do something with it. So in the page of Swords, we are now taking the sword, which in the Ace of Swords, that's truth and epiphany and clarity, right? Casey's gonna sneeze. No, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> just, you tried. I just so you did were like, not you like bent out of the way to happening. like do it mysteriously, and I yeah. was like, thank you. No, I fucking knows. see you sneezing. Uh, so in the page of swords, traditionally it's read as somebody bringing you a message. Pages bring something. Okay. Now, see, and I feel like yes, I like that a little more. Like as much as I love my deck, <laughs> that makes more sense than a princess. But I guess I could just sub it out. The but in my head, just, like, yeah. you know, traditionally, that but that brings that element into it that a princess not, not, wouldn't necessarily do. You're right. But also think of it as kind of that nod to being a more cyclic kind of card. Because people often do not attribute pages as being a cyclic energy because pages with earth, which is a very stable energy. But the thing to remember is that words and messages change. Aren't the word the meanings of messages we get change depending on the context in which we get them? That is a very cyclic thing. So a message that you can get even from tarot one day could change drastically three days later when you have more information. Mm-hmm. Think about Romeo and Juliet. Romeo finds Juliet and she's fucking deadish, and he's like fuck, and then he stabs himself Dead-ish. in the heart. Ish. Right. Ish. If he Being had wait, right. <laughs> if he had waited. <laughs> Just a couple more hours, the context of which Juliet was laying there would have completely changed. Right. Right? So we're kind of dealing with, in the page, we're getting a message that if we wait long enough to decipher, we're going to figure out, like, the real meaning of the message later. So don't act yet? Is this like a... I would say take each... No, each stage has a meaning. What I would say is understand that when you pull a page of something, you are getting a message instantly that is going to make more sense as it goes on. Kind of like when we're when you're doing a heat like with the knee, like there's something going on with this knee. Knowing that you're saying that, it's important and it's vital to this person, even if they don't quite understand yet mm-hmm. what the fuck that means. Interestingly enough, when I did a tarot reading in regards to that, it was a page that was the card that this person kept oh, pulling wow. later. Yeah. Love that. 
yeah, so the synchronicity really lines up. But in the page, we're dealing with this cyclic kind of nature, which is fucking hilarious in this case, because we're dealing with a tornado, and we're talking about a cyclic mm-hmm. energy. It's a very circular <laughs> I love motion. that you were going to say that. You just fingered it. <laughs> I just... It's just one of the... <laughs> I mean, because all the tornadoes that I've been around... They look just like this. They look just like that. You're from New York. <laughs> I've literally never seen it. Luckily, they're terrifying. I lived in Tornado Alley. Do you know how many tornadoes I've seen? Tor- I don't even know what that is, and I don't want to. Tornado oh my God. Alley? Yeah, that's the Midwest. I'm from oh, Illinois. Al- okay, so Alley wasn't like the neighborhood. No, it, I I'm was from like, Tornado. Oh, she's the alley of tornadoes where we keep them in gates and we let them loose on the rest of the oh middle of gosh. the country. Terrifying. Oh my God. So, Twister yeah. was like, Cows. Yeah. Scow. Just yeah. So many <laughs> sky cows. <laughs> oh my god. I even that was so funny, I forgot to even take a sip of the wine I just pulled I, up to my mouth. I watched you like, right to it. scow and you just were like, no, I'm not Don't gonna do it. Don't even need a sip. <laughs> um Casey, traditionally when you have pulled your princess of swords, what is that when you're reading that, what does that mean to you? You know, I don't know how many times I've actually pulled that one, to be totally really? honest. Really? Yeah. So you don't pull it often? I haven't, no. Um, Why? Why do you think that is? Well, aside from the fact that I don't pull that regularly, Shh, frequently. No, <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Um, I I don't know. when I, I mean, when I just initially look at it, like I said earlier, I, it does look like a positive thing, mm-hmm. even in your deck, which doesn't always ignite Casey doesn't feelings. think my deck is positive. <laughs> it just... I don't know. I don't know. You know what? The Smith Rider um, way is very... It, it, it focuses on the most evocative emotion. But yes, even in this deck... And this is funny that you're saying this because the suit of swords is often the most difficult for people to deal with where people are very often triggered by a lot of the cards in the suit of swords. Well, I do get the sense of confidence mm-hmm. from both. Um, and... She has, the princess, has kind of a light coming out of the end of the sword where I feel like that gives some sense of, like, illumination on something that might need to be acknowledged. I love that your deck has that because, again, in the page we take the ace into our hands, and the ace of swords is about truth and clarity and enlightenment. So it makes total sense in your deck that they have light coming out of the sword. In the deck I have, it does not have light coming out of it. <laughs> but it's cut off anyway. It is. It you is don't cut know. Off. You Maybe don't, the there sun could is be right light. here. <laughs> there could be. There could be scows in the distance. You don't know. I mean, but it is definitely off. daytime. The cloud. Yeah. The scows are there yes. in the sky. Why do you think there are but, so many clouds in my card? Because I have a theory on this, I do, but I would like to know what you think. Well, I also I will say the one thing that I did see. Mm-hmm. Um, in yours, not mine. Um, <laughs> the trees in the distance look like they're blowing. Yes. And these birds look like they could be flying away from something. So yeah. it does seem like there either is a sense of we've overcome something or, like, we have this confidence now, but yet something, like, don't get too comfortable. Yeah. Like, Stuff is still like kind of looming in the distance or ominous something. Okay, Gabe Tweezer, write that down. No, I think that's brilliant because you're right. The fact that the clouds in this card seem very stable 
and yet in the land you see everything kind of moving and it's swirling is a testament to how when you are somewhere majorly in your head and you're thinking about things and you're ruminating on them, you don't see how the things permanently around you are shifting. When you're so focused on the message of something that you're getting and what you want from it, you're not seeing how things are being affected around you, clearly. Yeah, because it's definitely, he's not looking towards any of that. That's all happening He's kind of like... I'm here. This is all good. Yeah. And there's this stuff behind him. Their head is literally in the clouds. They are not seeing the message that they're being given or they're getting or they're giving. So they're not getting it clearly. Is there like a sense of overconfidence even maybe? Potentially that. that? I would say that. Because I will say he's, I didn't notice the like waviness of the earth underneath Mm -hmm. him. Where it's like he does look very stable and like strong in his position, but at mm-hmm. the same time, this is a person who thinks they have understood. They think that they got the message, and they're like, "I have translated this Morse code absolutely fucking perfect." What they don't understand is that they didn't translate it to the full extent. They got it's like it's like us getting the Rosetta Stone and translating an entire language, but not knowing the total cultural like meaning of things. Mm, yeah. So it would be like somebody coming into our time and being like these people say lit a lot and being like, there must've been a lot of fucking lights just everywhere. <laughs> Not understanding that like we use lit to be like, that's cool. Yeah. Right. So, I, the, so this is a person who their, their head is seeing things. It's in the clouds. They're, they're focusing. They can't see the full picture of something because they're so in the clouds. There's just seeing like the very like, uh, basic meaning of it and it's not until time passes which nods to that cyclic kind of nature of the page of swords that now all of a sudden it's like as you're having conversations with people and you keep trying to make lit work in the right way and you realize that people are not responding (laughs) to you the way you think they should be that you're like right this is not completely accurate it's not why i don't use that word because it's a little it's young for me i don't know it's a little young for me oh my god um one final thing, well, maybe not final, but final. one thing, <laughs> one one final mo- thing that I saw that I wanted to maybe ask you about or bring to your attention yes, is his ponytail <gasps> yes. that is also blowing in the wind in the same direction as the trees. So it's like maybe there's something tapping on his shoulder being like, maybe you should pay attention to some other things, but he's choosing to ignore that or just mm-hmm. being... Like not wanting to deal with something potentially. Yes. So in the in the suit of swords, we are very much dealing with the brain chemistry of what we are going through. And when we are dealing with brain chemistry, when we're dealing with anxiety or depression or worry or fast paced thoughts, when we're trying to rationalize and communicate those things, we're not always doing um, the best job of being logical right? Mm -hmm. There's always those things that we're not seeing clearly. So we're trying to communicate to somebody how we are feeling and why it's important what we're feeling and trying to make somebody open up their eyes to where we are. And yet Casey's smiling at me. She's like, (laughs) yes, tell me more. Uh (laughs) But at the same time, like, we cannot see we're not owls. Our necks don't turn all the way around. We can't Mm -hmm. always see why our hair is blowing or where it's blowing or what it's doing behind us. And yet we don't stop trying to communicate and rationalize and meet. But if we were to understand that there's more happening behind us than we realize, 
that there's more to brain chemistry than just the things happening in our head, we'd be so much better able to empathize. Because again, the suit of swords is the backbone of this of the suit of cups, of feelings and intuition. It's that ability yeah. to communicate those things. I was so, gonna ask that if it was like a nod to that like maybe you're ignoring some aspect of yeah. and in your intuition. Like you know something but you're not Mm -hmm. really tuned into it for yes. whatever reason. Not tuned into the full, like, 360 view. Mm -hmm. um, I have been given the nod from Gabe that's, like, when we were joking about, like, have, having to end and Gabe was, and I was like, no, and then Gabe was like, yeah, no, the time. Uh, <laughs> I want to tell you things that you've taught me about <sighs> this card. First, I was always wondering what I meant to <laughs> taught you when I listened, because I'm such a fan of the podcast. Oh, my God. I'm like, what could I ever teach Jacqueline? Yeah, just keep that in Please mind about me. everything. Um, <laughs> just, like, going forward every day. Because you just taught me, like, a hundred things. And I admire so much your ability <laughs> to make really quick re uh, references to things, such as the Romeo and Juliet, such as Lit. And these things oh just come God. to you. It's just... it's. It's great to listen to and watch. That's the nicest thing. I don't even know what to say. I can't handle it when people are nice to me. Okay, well. um, I need to say something mean really quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing, something that you've taught me. So, number one, you just brought up the fucking thing about the ponytail, which I really, like, I realized that just happened. But I have to tell you that I have never once given consideration as to why this person is hair is blowing behind them. <laughs> Not one fucking time in the entirety that I've had tarot. Weirdly, that was the first thing I saw that, like, I was like, oh, because you, maybe it was also because I was looking at it when you're like, yeah, he's a feminine character, whatever. And I was like, yeah, he's got that ponytail just blowing in the breeze. Yeah, that, like, real cyclic, like, kind of, like, energy to them. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the, the fact that you noticed that, as I'm thinking through, ponytails are not a thing that make a lot of appearances in the Smith Rider Waite deck. Ooh, really? No, they're not. Uh... It's very rare, and that is something that I feel like I take. I kind of take pride in being like, oh, I've been listening to like the conversation like all the way through, and I'll tell you something you said two minutes in that I learned. But like, I would think what you said about the ponytail is so fucking important because that is such a normal readers, me included, that is such a minute detail. We would never, I would never, and never have paid attention to that, but it's so important because it does point to this fact that there are things when we get messages we're not totally seeing and maybe we want to be tied together and maybe we want to believe that we understand how our brains work and maybe we want to believe that everything is like the way that we've always thought that it is mm -hmm. but it is not that way ever it's not that way and that is such a detail that like that attention to detail is something that I hope we all go into and think more about as we're looking through the pictorial, like, uh, symbolism in any of our decks. Because I have to tell you, like, this is like the time that somebody told me there were two Robin told me there were two houses on the back of the two oh, yeah. cups. So I'm literally like, <laughs> like that same, like, thing. But yeah, I, I've never given a lot of thought to that. And yet at the same time, that's so vitally true. And also the thing you said, and this is very simple, but I just want to point back to the fact that in your deck, this person has light coming out of the sword. I don't think I did a good enough job explaining that we are holding in the page the ace in our hands. And the fact that in your deck, it shows that light coming out of it, that's so important to the meaning of the page. Because, yeah, while my deck cuts off before you reach the tip, <laughs> look, we fit penises in there so well towards the end. You're welcome. <laughs> um, towards the tip. It is that way. It is this 
I am now taking the things that I've learned in the ACE and now I am going to deliver it to other people in regards to the messages I'm bringing. And hopefully, mm -hmm. as I'm delivering, I'm more able to empathize and have a wider worldview and illuminate more of the human experience while I'm delivering these truths Yeah, at the same time. Beautiful. Hey, that came out of my head like at the very last second. I know. Yo. That's what I admire about you. <laughs> I love it. Because I just wing it really fucking well. <laughs> it's so good. I can't do that. It's truly oh a gift God. you have. You are so sweet. Casey, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. And can you also tell people where they can find your music? Because Casey's oh. not talked enough about how talented she is, Aww, but she's you. very talented. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, you can find me... I do equal parts music, equal parts um, energy stuff on my Instagram just through Casey Lane, K-A-Y-C-E-L-A-I-N-E. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel like that's just the best way to get in touch with me for anything. And mm -hmm. you can also find my music on Spotify and iTunes. I guess, is iTunes even a thing right now? I'm looking at I use like iTunes. Kind of. Apple Music, I guess it's on there. Oh Hopefully shit, this is. podcast is on Apple probably. Podcast. <laughs> like, we don't even know. Uh, but yeah, it's all under Casey Lane. Casey Lane. I'm really honored that you like wanted to be on this podcast. What? I Thank can't you. believe you wanted to have me because I'm not a tarot reader. I'm like... Yes, you are. You but, just proved that you are. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, oh my god! Adding it to my resume my right now. My ponytail is blowing. <laughs> <laughs> the scouts. Seriously, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're That's, welcome. That makes me feel very um, seen. So well, it should. Like you pulled all of that out of your own head. Like you were 100 percent right. It's just this. Like again, like we can all read tarot because we're all humans. Yeah, I think it's a matter of really taking the time. Mm -hmm. I think it's sometimes allowing yourself to like be an expert look at it for a while you <laughs> yeah. know marinate on it and not just do what i usually do which is like pull it and i'm like mm, gotta work in 30 minutes i'm gonna just look at it well you know it's look it up really quick in the booklet or online yeah. or whatever it's the same thing it's like that same thing and i'm gonna say this even though gabe's like time i you know it's <laughs> the same thing and i just really want to nail this home when you were looking for tarot teachers and maybe this is a little controversial but when you were looking for tarot teachers find somebody that asks you questions like this and teaches you to synthesize the information the way that your the symbolism you pick up from the card why do you think about it that way how do you think about it that way how do you pick up this energy how does it work in your life because if you're working with a teacher that's merely telling you what a card means but they're not showing you how to apply it to your life you're not really learning how to read tarot yeah. You're, you're stuck in that kind of assembly-lined ISAT system we all grew up in in elementary school. It's And that all of that system is, as we all know, is just a way to get money for public schools. It's not teaching you anything. And so, you know, when you are looking for a, tar for a tarot teacher, if you're actively going to teach it, make sure that you have the ability to teach people to synthesize that information. Because if you don't, you're not teaching people to be confident tarot readers to help other people. You're just kind of contributing to the confusion of things. And I don't mean that to sound as harsh as maybe that's coming across, but, and that's not to say that I don't mean that by any means, I am that teacher. I just, I wanna facilitate a conversation of how we're teaching tarot to people who wanna learn it. In that if we're not doing these things to a certain extent, then we're not really, our focus isn't really teaching people to read tarot. It's just kind of money grabbing. Mm -hmm. Is that, yeah. I'm looking at my people in my room, is that mean? No, <laughs> I don't think at all. I think that's very good. And I, I truly think that this way of challenging people to 
look inward and really pull from their own selves. It's not only empowering for them, but it's empowering for the teacher, I'm sure. And I, I get anyway, so much I pleasure is, when people are like, oh, this my is God, such a cool thing. I love I'm really happy to be a part of it. So thank you again for having me. You are so welcome. You coming back. Is that, was that a question? Yeah, you're going to come okay. back and do this? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Duh. Yay! Thank you so much for being here, Casey. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, what about Casey Lane? I was so excited to have her on the podcast and get to chat with her and hang out. It was it was a blast, and she and I have been laughing about scows for, for several weeks now. Uh, as we all know, this is the part of the podcast where I request your help with a Sudoku puzzle that has me stumped. It's the collective reading. Are you guys sick of that yet? I'm not, so it's going to keep going. The collective reading this week is not one card. It is two cards because I got a jumper, which is very exciting. The energies we are going through and dealing with this week are the Ace of Pentacles and the Two of Swords. And I think, again, (laughs) this is pretty on the nose here. We're quarantined and we are having to make decisions ourselves that affect our lives with the idea that by quarantining ourselves, we are making a decision that helps and saves others. This is vitally important, whether or not you are afraid of getting sick or not. I've heard that tossed around. Uh, I don't want anybody to be afraid of getting sick. I don't want anybody living in fear, but I do think that it's our responsibility as community members, as neighbors, as friends, as family members, quarantine ourselves. So at the very least, we don't spread it to somebody that is immunocompromised. And you know, the other truth is, is that many people have died who were not immunocompromised. We just don't have a way of knowing what this virus affects and when it doesn't. So, you know, stay home as much as you can. Be quarantined. Wash your hands. Uh, Again, like go to the grocery store like normal because those things are available. Stop panic buying toilet paper. I said this last episode. I'm repeating it. It's worth mentioning. We cannot find any. Um, We're going to run out in a few weeks. Uh, So yeah, just pay attention to yourself and really understand that in this case, what I said a few episodes ago is true once again. You do make a difference. You going out and infecting another person because you don't know you're infected will then affect another person and that person will infect another person and it will keep going. So flatten the curve, stay inside, take care. Another thing I kind of want to talk about is that, um, as many of you know, I record these collective readings the night before the podcast goes live. So the interview you hear may have been may have happened weeks before, but the collective reading happens night before. This is important because listening back on this episode, Casey and I talk about tornadoes. Um, when we did this episode, it was mid-February, and the tornado in Nashville didn't happen until March 3rd. This is important because this is what I like This is how it relates to the Page of Swords. Earlier, later on in the episode, Casey and I talk about how sometimes we get a message and we don't know exactly what that message means until after the fact. And this is me re-listening to the episode in the after the fact, understanding that the card we pulled was giving us a message. We literally hit the nail on the head talking about tornadoes. 
and had no idea that in just a few short weeks, today's our community and our best friend who you guys have also heard on this podcast, Laura, lost her home. This is all huge. And I just want to say that sometimes intuition, sometimes foresight, sometimes prophecy, sometimes whatever hits us in the most quiet ways. And that relates to the Page of Swords because the suit of swords is air and the Page of Swords is earth and air. And so sometimes it's kind of like the wind, right? Uh, You can't see it, but And sometimes you can't always feel it, but it's always there. And your intuition is like that. And, you know, regardless of whether or not you think you're having a casual conversation or not, you're very often having some sort of downloaded channeling moment you just don't see until later. And this definitely was that for me. And I think just a nod to how Source gave us this card and this information and this kind of confirmation. So I just want to encourage everybody to pay attention to those kinds of conversations they have, even the really lighthearted, fun ones about tarot because things come up. Okay, sorry, that was super long-winded. But I want to give a giant thank you to my husband, for going through and listening and editing and producing and the theme song. Um, He's wonderful. I'm not going to name him, though. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'll give him some credit. It's Gabriel Kitzman. Just a slight little tiny reminder that he is also an artist and a singer-songwriter in Nashville, and you can find him on Apple Music. He's literally, his soul just flew out of his body and is cheering in his chair. Um, And also just, you know, I don't like to do this every episode, but if you like this podcast, you know, rate, comment, subscribe. I know that for Spotify people, that's not a thing. And one last thing, and then I will get the fuck out of here. My my talk and little speech on tarot teaching was not directed at any one teacher. It was a commentary on what I believe as a whole tarot teachers and leaders in the community can be doing to better teach this tool that many people may need in such unprecedented and tumultuous quarantine times. All right, now I'm leaving now. Bye-bye.